are live, baby. We are live. Welcome back to Super Fantasy Bros Podcast, as always. Hello. Back with a week four recap on Wednesday. Uh, this week, we've got an action-packed podcast. We're going to be breaking down injuries, doing some calm or chaos, and adding a new segment to our Wednesday podcast. So no make spoils. sure you stay tuned no for that no one. Spoils. No spoils. made sure not to spoil it. I almost spoiled it. Well, just now. Stink. Well, don't spoil it. Anyways, um, first and foremost, COVID update. Let's just get right into it. Uh, Raiders, one positive test today. Titans, yet again, another positive test. And Patriots, Stefan Gilmore with a positive test. So now we have three teams with positive tests heading into this week. So make sure that you have contingency plans and make sure your league knows what they're going to do in the case that some of these games are canceled, postponed, whatever. Just be ready for anything. Be willing to work with your commissioner. Obviously, it's a tough time to be a commissioner of a fantasy football league with games being canceled and whatnot. Yeah, um, website. Sean, you, Sean, you've handled it tremendously. Plug the website. Get you well, that's what I'm about to do. We did, I did write an article on our website. Uh, the link is below. Um, you can check out that article. Make sure if you, if you don't know what to do with your league, we gave some options on what to do if COVID ends up impacting some of these games. Um, but basically the options I would recommend would just be to give either their projections or the average to the players if a game is canceled and it does not count as their bye week just so you're not missing out on that top tier talent like Derek Henry not playing or something of that sort um, but pretty much just wait and see let's keep keep it positive here let's hope that none of this ends up getting canceled we have the games run smoothly so keep it positive not COVID positive all right before we get into some injuries <laughs> we got Kyle Allen starting over Dwayne Haskins now. Dwayne Haskins got introduced to Mr. Bench. Uh, Does it have any impact? He's riding pine. I think, I think it positively impacts some of the players on the Redskins. Uh, we saw Kyle in last year. He was dumping it off a lot to McCaffrey, which is obvious. Uh, obviously, you're going to do that. But um, Haskins is, is quite garbage. And I wish it was Alex Smith starting. But, I mean, he's one snap away from being in the lineup. So, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I think the only person that could truly benefit or, like, not benefit from this is Terry McLaurin. And I think he was doing just fine with Dwayne Haskins in there. So, I don't really think the switch up to Kyle Allen really has much of a change on the Redskins offense. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it has that much of an impact. If anything, it might just help the passing game just a little bit. Um but let's move into some injury recap. A uh, couple big injuries. First and foremost, Austin Eckler uh, hurt his hamstring and hyperextended his knee. It looks like he's going to be out four to six weeks. Yet the Chargers still have him as doubtful for this week. Uh, too much fantasy owners dismay. You could not move him into your IR slot yet. I know that he was being he asked for to be reevaluated, so maybe that's why he's doubtful at the moment. But I'm sure that he's going to be out. He's definitely going to miss it at least this week, I would have to guess. Um, but how does this impact Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson? Stock goes. Well, we saw a, like a good amount of them because he wasn't in for much of the game. Uh, so we got to see them. They were evenly even snaps for the most part. Kelly obviously given more, but Jackson definitely someone in the future who could take this backfield uh, as he has more experience than Kelly. Yeah, I think eventually. I think right now they're kind of leaning, leaning towards Josh Kelly because he was Eckler's backup. But I think Justin Jackson definitely has a chance to take that over because in the past weeks, uh, Josh Kelly hasn't really 
done much. So I think that job right now is up in the air. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Josh Kelly would still be the guy I would want to own, and he's not owned in 100% of leagues just yet. So if he's a free agent in your league, make sure to pick him up. Uh, but Justin Jackson also has some value first dash. Um, on to the next injury here. Nick Chubb sprained his MCL. He's out for six weeks, it looks like. Um, he could come back a little bit earlier, but he is on IR at this point. So I'm guessing week 10 return is most likely their bye week's week nine. So try and get to that bye week, get through that bye week, and then hopefully have him back. Um, so I wouldn't drop Nick Chubb, but definitely not. By all uh, means, do not drop Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think he's worth holding, holding for this point, especially for the fantasy playoffs. He was going crazy. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, where do you guys have him ranked now in terms of all running backs? Would you put him in the top 10? Oh, he's easily top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. The, depending on the matchup, he will be top five, week in and week out. So he's right right in that like five to 10 area. So if you have Kareem Hunt, you're definitely comfortable. Sean, I see that big old smile on your face. Yes, sir. You know I got Kareem. Kareem the dream, baby. That's my guy. So I'm happy. That, well, not happy. I'm actually sad Nick Chubb got hurt. I have him in another league. But I'm happy that Kareem Hunt is going to get a lot of volume now. So much volume. All right, on to the next injury here. Chris Godwin is still banged up. He's out for Thursday night football, still dealing with a hamstring. Shady is also out. Fournette is doubtful. Um, so how does that impact, first of all, the pass game with Mike Evans and Scotty Miller questionable, but also the run game? Like, is this Bucks team, is Brady going to have any weapons? Rob and Gronkowski. Yeah. Who? It's got to be Rob. Yeah, whoever Rob Q said, it's got to be him. Yeah, it must be him. That's the only option, apparently. I, got, I think I got some CTE. <laughs> uh, I see Mike Evans playing. I see it's, him being involved. Uh, but if not, I see them relying heavily on Ronald Jones. Yep, Rojo season. I think Ronald Jones is going to be involved. I think if you're desperate for a running back this week, like if you were starting one of the Lions running backs and you have – them on a buy, or actually, yeah, or the Packers, Aaron Jones, you could have Keyshawn Vaughn fill in yeah, for you. Guy, this is like the time to see what he what he what he's worth or what he's doing because Tim and Rojo. Ronald Ronald Jones had like three drops, I think, maybe four this past week. So if Yikes. they end up needing a running back to use in pass scenarios, Keyshawn Vaughn might end up getting a few more snaps. Uh, but yeah, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, make sure if you're just monitoring them, if you're considering starting them, uh, but Godwin is out again. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, Julio Jones missed practice with a hammy today. Uh, you pretty much won't know until Friday, depending on if he practices then or not, but he left last game with the hamstring injury. Questionable. You guys feel good about Julio Jones right now, or does it seem like this Falcons mm -hmm. offense is falling apart after the first I just want to say he left the game last week at halftime and still had more points than Calvin Ridley. <laughs> well, I, mean, I just wanted to throw that fact out there. I could have scored more points than Calvin Ridley last week. You I, the same amount actually, I could have at least gotten a catch. Yeah, he's tied with infinity with the rest of the world for fantasy points last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Julio Jones, just make sure you're monitoring that injury, but Calvin Ridley we'll get into a little bit later here. Uh, Noah Fant. Ankle expected to miss some time. He's technically not ruled out yet this week, but it's a long shot. Uh, Philip Lindsay will also be back this week. So first and foremost, does this bring Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick stock up with Font out this week? That's For cool. sure. Judy, at least. Their stock, guaranteed. their stock went up last week with uh, Sutton out. So I ripen. mean, yeah, Ripen's in there. He didn't look too bad last week. 
I mean, they did have a uh, Drew Locke practiced in a limited fashion today. So if he's not back this week, sign. you might have Drew Block Drew Locke back next week too. I yeah. love Drew Block. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh Philip Lindsay have any impact on Melvin Gordon since he's coming back? Slightly. No. He might take away like five touches this week, maybe. Yeah. I mean they I were using like... they were using Royce Freeman in that same kind of Philip Lindsay role. They were putting him on the field here and there. So yeah. Philip Lindsay might get a few more carries than Royce Freeman would have. If they're smart, they'll rely on Melvin Gordon as a workhorse. Yep, especially in the passing game. Uh, O.J. Howard tore his Achilles done for the season. That helps Q's Gronk argument. Um, I'm still not a fan of Gronk. I'm staying away. Uh, but Cam Newton obviously has COVID. We all had that scare last week. Uh, he'll, he'll probably be out for another one to three weeks. So that just impacts the Patriots as a whole. So just monitor that moving forward. Did you see um, the picture Cam posted on Twitter? Yeah, yeah mask up. regular. Use regular, yeah, he uh, used regular all caps. He, he wasn't playing. He wanted yeah. people to read it and weep. <laughs> Fine. So wear your mask, keep your distance. Yep. He's a weirdo. NFL, NFL players need to start doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> How does that make him a weirdo? Because he's not practicing what he's preaching. He got COVID. Well, now it's he knows. He plays yeah, now now he's telling everyone else to do it. I don't know. doesn't matter. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Lamar Jackson missed practice today due to like undisclosed reasons. It was super weird. They were just like, we don't know why he's not here. So um, I would just practice. <laughs> I would just keep an eye on him. Practice. Yeah, I would just keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. Uh, Corey Davis got put on the reserve COVID list. So if you had him, you're not feeling too good. But if AJ Brown's able to come back and the Titans are able to play this week, AJ Brown looks like the real one of the really only pass catching options aside from John o. Smith there. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, and also Jimmy Garoppolo also practiced in a limited fashion. So he might be worth a look if you're desperate at quarterback D and Alshon practice today. So that might help Wentz if he good gets hear. those wide receivers back and Le'Veon was he back did. in practice. He's still on IR. So if you're thinking about starting him, make sure he gets activated before, uh, but he did practice in full. So Le'Veon's looking like he's on track to play. That's all the injuries for right now. So let's move into calm or chaos. Uh oh. Starting off, a guy that has been on this list probably for three straight weeks, Kenyon Drake. 13 carries for 35 yards and zero catches. He's currently RB36 on the season, and his counterpart, Chase Edmonds, is RB37. Yikes. Is it, I is mean, it time no. for chaos? If, if he's on this list for three weeks in a row, if it's not chaos by now, when is it going to be chaos? I mean, he hasn't – he's had the volume there, and he just hasn't done anything with it. Bro, you drafted him late first round, early second, and he's, he got you three points this week. This is it, – if it's not chaos, I don't know what it is. He was expected to have a breakout game too. I'm not sure where that was. Like, that was – I mean, I thought so. It was a big feeling with a lot of fantasy owners. Um then he comes out and they're down most of the game. So you expect him to be used maybe in the passing game, which he wasn't at all. Uh, 3.8 yards per carry garbage for a, a guy that's supposed to be, he was paid to be the RB one on that team. Um, Chase Edmonds seems to be a guy that you could risk putting in your lineup and may see more success from him rather than Drake. Yeah. I am saying it's chaos on Kenyon Drake, but I think you give him one more chance this week against the jets. I think I would feel weird putting him on my bench against the Jets. People have been going insane against that defense, at least running the ball. So 
Even I'd give him, him one more shot. Huh? Even with him dealing with his chest injury? Yeah, if he's healthy, I would consider. I would definitely feel nervous about benching him, depending on your options. Right. Nobody wants to bench a first-round pick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you probably absurd. don't have better options, especially at running back, such a scarce position. On to the next one here, Josh. Jacobs had 15 carries for 48 yards and three catches for 25 yards. Uh, pretty down game again. He hasn't had much that many fantasy points over the past three weeks since his big week one. Is this calm or chaos on Josh Jacobs? Slight chaos. Uh, these had the lowest yards per carry last game. Uh, the easiest game coming up with within his next four to five games is probably his bye week. Um so yeah and i think the raiders lack of weapons like on the outside is just causing them outside of waller uh they're not too worried about well rugs is hurt aguilar okay and um, you love mentioning nelson aguilar every podcast he has been all right but in the real world he's not not dangerous so they're just stacking the box and they know josh jacobs or waller are getting the ball so i think that's definitely having a big impact on his recent performance yeah, I think the schedule just got to lighten up from these past two weeks. I mean, I know he's still got some tough matchups ahead, but he did play New England and Buffalo the last two weeks, two pretty solid defenses. So I think better days are ahead. I'm staying calm on Josh Jacobs for now. He's still getting that volume, so I think he'll be better moving forward. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, another back who struggled last week, 17 carries for 68 yards and one catch for 11 yards, was unable to find the end zone. Is this calm or chaos on Jonathan Taylor here? I'm going to stay calm. He had probably his toughest matchup of the season last week. The Browns were only allowing like 64 rush yards to opposing uh, running backs and the 10th fewest fantasy points. So I didn't really expect him to do much, but definitely going to have better much, uh, better matchups moving forward. Yeah, and you've seen that he can reach the end zone. He's 11th in running backs uh, in touches, so he's getting the volume uh, and he's making the most of it as we've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I, he's he's too good. We've seen so far that too too early to be chaotic on him. Yeah, staying calm on Jonathan Taylor here as well. I am definitely staying calm. Uh, David Johnson has been disappointing since week one. 16 carries for 63 yards and two catches for 29 yards, and he only played 59% of the snaps. Is this calm or chaos on David Johnson? I think we can all agree it's chaos. It's getting a little scary. And that was coming from a David Johnson owner. A lot of people don't like to own up if their players are getting a little chaotic. <coughs> it hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah, Jarv. But, but uh, yeah, definitely. There's chaos. no other running backs. And uh, with the return of Duke Don- Duke Johnson last week. <laughs> Donson. <and laughs> Duke Johnson. I'm so used to calling him that because he's Duke. But, I mean, David's getting there with him. But uh, he only, like you said, only had 59% of the snaps last week, and that's not really going to do much for you. Yeah. We, may, we may have been a little too high on him in the preseason. but um, Week may, one, he looked good. He did. But uh, I don't know if the coaching change will make any difference. I Because, you know, their new coach is like a defensive-minded guy, so I don't know. Yeah. And, like, Bill O'Brien – they hot. They got David Johnson, and they're like, "We got to use him. This is like, this is my job on the line here. We traded D Hop for him, and Crowell is just like, I don't care. I didn't sign him. Like, they could use him not at all. I mean, they have to. They should because he's one of their only good players on offense. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I. This is 
very bad for David Johnson. Very bad. And he's only getting about two catches a game, and that's where he's, like, most utilized in and where he's the most uh, explosive is in the passing game. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's chaos, but I think you're still starting him this week. Um, well, yeah. New head coach, you, like, with the new head coach, you're hoping that he starts to use him more, but also in just against the Jaguars, we saw what Joe Mixon did last week, so – the Jaguars are probably one of the most favorable matchups for a running back. So I'm still plugging David Johnson in there. If he thinks again this week, he might be benched, if not dropped in some leagues, because dropped. <laughs> that'd be, be why. If David Johnson dropped. has less than five points this week, what are you thinking against the Jaguars? If he gets less than five points, I don't know. I think I'll rather drop him. You think myself. about it. I'm not You, you probably won't him. drop him, but you think about it. His touches have been going up. I'll just say that they've, Oh, no. Yeah, it just I, might be stonks. You can stonks. get as many touches as you want, but if you're not producing off the touches, they're no good. Well, I'm a big believer in volume is king, so if his touches are going up, he's he's staying involved. He'll end up finding the end zone eventually his by point, default. I think his points might have decreased if his volume was the past <laughs> weeks. <laughs> All right, next subject, next. All right, on to the next one here. David Montgomery, 10 carries for 27 yards and three catches for 30 yards. Another disappointing performance from a guy that pretty much owns the backfield. Column or chaos on David Montgomery. Come on. Uh, I mean, it's, you, I guess you can stay calm. Like he, if you have death on your team, you're not expecting him to be like your RB two. I mean, he was for me. I got out of that situation. I have no more David Montgomery stocks. Cause I think he's, he's <laughs> Wait, reaching. Who's your RB two instead now? Uh, um, uh, we're going in. <laughs> you don't but own he, one. He, 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 could, <laughs> he could be better than Montgomery in the future for the, at the time that Eckler's out. Um, I think Montgomery is get, he's still getting all the volume. Like there's no one else in the backfield. We saw literally nobody. We saw in, there was an increase in pass targets uh, with Cohen now out, but being down the whole game uh, kind of capped his ceiling pretty low. But he is still involved, and he's the only guy. So. I mean, he still has pretty a lot of value. Last I, week, if he was the only one getting the touches, he only he only ran the ball ten times. Yeah, that Colts defense is legit. Yeah, they yeah, had to throw a ton that game. The season, uh, and he has but, another tough matchup this week too. Yeah, so I'm just not confident on Dave Montgomery. Uh, I'm not scared to bench him, but I think you just hold on to him for the volume. And when you start him, you're hoping that he falls into the end zone. Yeah. yeah. On to the next running back here. Daryl Henderson had eight carries for 22 yards, one catch for 16 yards. Malcolm Brown got more involved this week. This calmer chaos on Henderson, who had 38 fantasy points in two weeks prior chaos. to last week. Yeah, this is chaos. Chaos. He only had nine touches last week, and the two other running backs in that backfield are coming back. So that's just yeah, there wasn't like a reported injury. Like why after a two touchdown game, you're now yeah. playing nine snaps. I think this is just like the Ravens backfield, which I'm sure we'll get into. Like it's too unpredictable to feel confident starting any of those guys. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of backfields nowadays. Yeah. I'm saying I'm I'm saying it's chaos as well. I'm with you guys. I'm I'm nervous about him moving forward. I think he's worth a bye week fill in here or there, but like And he I'm was not, on my uh, smash list last week. I had him as my flex he option last you. week. I started him over DJ Chark, which was dreams. a horrible decision. I still got the win, though, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, on to the next guy here, J.K. Dobbins. Five carries for 16 yards, one catch for one yard. Since week one's two-touchdown performance, he's only averaging five points per game. 
is J.K. Dobbins still worth holding on to on your bench, or is he droppable at this point? Honestly, I think any of the running backs in Baltimore are droppable. Now, it may sound a little wild with with Mark Ingram because he has a lot of talent. He's like the week five ranks that we're going to be talking about the next podcast. There's a lot of guys that he's better than, but being in this situation, he's when are you going to feel good starting him? So along with him, yeah, him and J.K. Dobbins, I I just think you can drop both of them, and you wouldn't really regret much. Don't drop either of them. Yeah, I think they're droppable, but I think I'm holding on to both of them. I think Dobbins still has upside if he ends up if they end up flipping the switch, making him that go-to guy, and Ingram kind of maybe like a goal line guy or something like that. Um, I think you have to hold on to Mark Ingram too. I think he holds the most value for now, but I think it's chaos on J.K. Dobbins. I think if you were looking to start him anytime soon. it's not going to happen. You just have to hold him under your bench and hope he ends up breaking out or by default, if an injury ends up occurring, he might get more volume there. Yeah. He was third in touches and third in scrimmage yards last week out of all the uh, running backs in that backfield. So Gus Edwards is not going away. He's not. And neither is Mark Ingram. They're all three of them are there all year. Unless they make JK the guy, I don't see him being what everyone wanted him to be. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, on to the wide receiver position. You got uh-huh. Calvin Ridley. You got to start at the top. I'm After not two, talking. Two uh-huh. insane weeks to start off the season. He had 16 points in week three, and then last week put up a bagel for your team. Goose. Zero catches for zero yards on five targets. Is this calm or chaos on Calvin Ridley? I'm staying calm. It's calm. Yeah. He didn't look right in that game. I mean, he was also he dealing was with coming, injury. Yeah, just he like, was coming into the game with an injury. And uh, depending whether Julio plays or not, I think – I mean, I think he's going to have a better performance coming up. Uh, whether Julio plays or not, we've seen him play better with Julio. Uh, I wouldn't consider this a game to use without Julio because he's not healthy either. But, yeah, I'm staying calm. He's going to be involved. Russell Gage is like on – I feel like he's dealing with like a concussion every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Calm. And yeah. for some reason, however you say his the name, key is he was feasting. Yeah, he was. He and was I don't eating. see, I don't see that happening every week. That might no, have been like definitely the not. one best game of the year by far for Olamid Zacchaeus. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calvin Huzzah. Ridley, you got to stay calm. You got to keep rolling him out there. You saw what he did in the first two weeks. He's got the talent to put up huge numbers. Um, just monitor that like injury issue that he came into the game with last week. Um, he did look a bit off, so hopefully he's fully healthy, ready to go, back putting up those wide receiver one numbers you need from him. Uh, on to the next one here, Tyler Lockett, another big name who flopped this past week. Two catches for 39 yards on only four targets against a putrid Dolphins defense. This is calm or chaos? This is calm. This is still was- calm. With that game, he's still wide receiver number four. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I just felt being a Ross owner, I just felt like it was a weird, it was way too easy of a matchup for him to go off or seven touchdown. Maybe that's just my luck, but there was a, other than Chris Carson, they, and I guess Metcalf as well, Greg Olson, uh, yeah. DJ Moore. Lockett. Yeah. Not DJ, DJ Moore, David Moore. Sorry. Yeah. David Moore had the Lockett good, seemed to be the, the odd man out this game, but I mean, going forward, he's, he's going to have better games. Yeah. You're not, he's not going to have nine catches, hundred yards and three touchdowns every week. Yeah, definitely with you there. Um, on to the next guy here, guy that has frequented Calmer Chaos, DJ Moore. Four catches for 49 yards on six targets. 
This is comic chaos. 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 I want you to say it, Sean. I don't want to say it, Matt. <laughs> say it. We'll say it for him. Say it. It's chaos, but I'm staying calm for one more week. But I'm staying calm for one more Because he's playing the Falcons secondary. We've seen teams absolutely destroy the secondary. DJ Moore's had some tough matchups. If DJ Moore does not go off against the Falcons, if he has like eight to 12 points again, it's absolute chaos. He's no, nothing more than like a flex option at that point. Swing him for T.Y. Definitely not swinging him for T.Y. Hilton. We'll talk about Yikes. him in a minute here. But DJ Moore is definitely still worth owning. I think you roll him out there one more week and it's chaos though. It's chaos. Yeah. It's it's scary. You're not getting anywhere near the production you wanted to get from him. Chaos for sure. Robbie Anderson is looking really good. He's, He's ranked inside my top 15 this week. I yeah. think I have him right at 15 this week. We'll talk about Robbie Anderson in a little bit here also. Uh, but let's get into Julian Edelman. Three catches for 35 yards on six targets. Back-to-back dud performances. This calmer chaos on Edelman. No. So- I'll say I mean, Tom but- solely because of the fact that they had to rely on Brian Hoyer, who only had like a day and a half to prepare for that matchup this week. Cause I think Cam tested positive for COVID on like Friday or Saturday. So I don't think it's fair that he had to join Zoom meetings and be ready to play in an NFL game on a day's notice. How Hoyer had like the pocket presence of a traffic cone. So, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but then you got Jared Stidham coming and he wasn't much better. Uh it was more of a garbage touchdown for Nikhil Harry at the end. But yeah, definitely stay calm on Edelman once Cam's coming back. Once he comes back, he'll be a lot better. Yeah, stay calm on Edelman and he, he's still kind of worth a start if you're looking for somebody to throw into your flex spot. Um they're even if Cam's not playing they're going to be like trying to pass the ball because I assume they're going to be in some competitive games. So, Patriots could have won that game if, if Cam played, I think. Yeah, the Chiefs was... did not look the same. Patriots yeah, defense yeah. is really good. They were within three until the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, on to the next one here. We got Michael Gallup. Two catches for 29 yards on five targets. Don't look at me. He's only got one fantasy game this year with more than eight fantasy points. Yeah. Is this calm or chaos? Chaos. Chaos for how much we hyped them up. Like the ADPs chaos. comparing them. That was my most valuable pick in this year's draft that I predicted going into this year. And I threw that right out the window. <laughs> that was a garbage <laughs> take on my part. Alton Schultz and CD are taking I, up. I, I, I said like, Schultz. I've been saying uh, Schultz. Yeah, Mark Schultz is a uh, <laughs> 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 he's been showing out these past couple of weeks. So uh yeah, Michael Gallup, I'm a little chaotic on him right now. CD Lamb? He's nice. He's nice. He's nice. We'll talk about CD, don't you worry. But uh, I definitely agree with you. This is absolute chaos on Michael Gallup. I'm not confident starting him. He's definitely worth holding on to your bench. That offense is so high-powered. He will have weeks where he's will go off. But he seems like more of a boomer bust flex option at this point. All right. All right, let's get into the next two guys here that we talk about. Pretty much every week this season. AJ Green, one catch for three yards on five targets. He he was a, Can we all like a clean sweep chaos? He was the least targeted wide receiver over T. Higgins, who I I needed to see more from, but clearly Burrow likes him more than AJ. Um, this is chaos. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Drop I actually him. just traded for him. You traded for him. <laughs> you did. Just I traded Mikal Hardman. 
I don't know if I trusted Miko Hardman moving forward. Um, I think AJ Green may still end up some point down the road finding his way. He's Pretty a virus. Traded for a name. Traded for he a name. Curses your team. I'm telling we'll you. We'll see how that ends up working out. But if you're de- if you have to, I wouldn't be against dropping him. But I think he's worth holding for at least a little bit longer to see if he starts figuring it out. Just a little bit longer. Maybe Just a little bit longer. I mean, with the mouth Burrow throws, he. I mean, you would think that he would do a lot more, but, yep. but yeah, that's why he's worth holding on to because of all the attempts that Burrow is throwing in general. Yeah, the like Bengals are going to be down on a last lot. week's podcast. Uh, the young guys are stepping up, and it seems like AJ Green has kind of lost a step. So the Eagles could say, I don't know, I'll take him. No, sorry, no, no, don't ever say that again. Travis Fulgham's nice. All right, we're <laughs> on to the next guy here. T.Y. Hilton, three catches for 29 yards on five targets. Again, another <laughs> horrible performance from T.Y. Hilton. Calmer chaos. 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 He's close. He's, he's uh, droppable. AJ and him are racing to the finish line to be dropped. All right. Looking at the waiver wire this week, who are you dropping him for? Golden Tate. I think I would drop him for Golden Tate. If I needed to start somebody, I would do that. Especially this week against the, the Cowboys. Moving forward, I think Golden Tate still might be – actually, I don't know. If T.Y. doesn't wake up by his bye week in week seven, he's definitely droppable. But if you need to now, I think you can cut him for waivers. Um, he's got cl- at Cleveland this week and Cincinnati at home in week six. You hope he finds the end zone. You hope he catches a bomb. Yeah, they're not horrible matchups there, but they're not. He's had good matchups already, yes. though, so I don't know. I don't trust him. I definitely wouldn't put him in my lineup until I see him do something. I hate Philip. Q, would you rather have Aguilar or T.Y.? All right, come Recently, on. Recently, I'm taking – I mean, I based off fantasy performance, Aggie might have more points than T.Y. But obviously, <laughs> T.Y. has more upside because he has a better quarterback. He's a better player, but I'm better just being honest. Derek Carr – Better than Philip Rivers? That's debatable. That's, That's easily debatable. debatable. Philip Rivers at this part in his this point in his career is debatable. But All right, Philip Rivers throw, gives man, them more opportunity. Every so, clutch situation he chokes. The Colts have just been such a weird team, just because their defense is so good. They're up in pretty much every game. They don't even have to throw the ball. Philip Rivers is used to throwing the ball at least like forty times a game. He yeah. hasn't thrown wait, it for wait, 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 more wait. than thirty times since week one. I saw a stat earlier, and it was it said like the past three weeks, the Colts kicker has outscored their opponent the past three weeks. Yep, that is every, a crazy stat. Well, that's actually, insane. They're really struggling in the red zone too, so they're kicking a crap ton of field goals. So Rodrigo Blankenship. That's the dude with the goggles, yeah, right? Still a free yeah, agent. Pick him up. Yeah. Let's go, doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. Uh, Marvin Jones had one catch for nine yards on two targets. He only has one fantasy game with 10-plus points. Calmer chaos on Marvin Jones. This is what Marvin Jones does, though. He'll have these games, and he'll have a 44-point game, and then he'll have, like, 274. Like, yep. But yeah. are, you, are you banking on starting him every week just to hope you hit the lottery <laughs> Ooh, and get no, that 44-point no. game? I don't want to st- hear that analogy again. Just no, I'm just saying this <laughs> that is what, wasn't the analogy. That I'm just like, saying this is what we're used to. It's like it's nothing new. Yeah, right. Marvin Jones, Boomer Bust. If you but need to fill like in a bye week, he's worth been a shot. More solid in the past. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
All right, on to the next guy here. Brandon Cooks, zero catches for zero yards on three targets. Only one fantasy-relevant game this year, and I think he only had 14 points. Uh, other than that, it's been pretty bad. Is this column or chaos? Chaos. When Kenny chaos, Stills right to the Randall waivers. Cobb are getting more targets than you. Uh, the, only, too good. the only way I see anyone wanting them on their fantasy team is Will Fuller getting hurt. Yeah, I would agree And that's that. probable. That's probably well, going to happen soon, but... We don't wish, wish it, but let's hope not. Let's hope Will Fuller finishes the season strong. But uh, Brandon Cooks, yes, uh, he is droppable if you have him. It sucks because he was being drafted around that 30 to 40 wide receiver range where you're looking at him as a possible bench wide receiver that might be a flex with some upside. Just did not turn out that way. Sorry. Sorry. See if he's still got any left in the tank, but not looking good. All right, moving on to a few tight ends. <laughs> First and foremost, Zach Ertz, four catches for nine yards and a two-point conversion on five targets, only that's six a, fantasy points. That's an impressive stat. Four catches for nine yards. That's that like, like that's a, pretty impressive. Jarvis Landry written all over yeah. it. Man. <laughs> oh, man. That does. That really does. I mean, like being the only Eagles reliable pass catcher, I guess he has an excuse for being covered heavily, but he's currently outside the top 15 in Titans, which is crazy to think a uh, guy that, it's always in the top five, top four. But uh, maybe with the return of Alshon and Djax and whoever else may come back Rager. or be signed, uh, they could spread out the defense and allow more spaces open for Ertz. But for now, yeah, definitely chaos. For a guy that you draft uh, every year being the – Top three, three top four. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely a little bit nervous, but you got to stay calm. I mean, he's their number one option. Like, you Just have to keep rolling him out there. Then, there's then really not – yeah, there's really not that many – tight end options you could pick up and plug in so if you have Ertz, you're probably still rolling him out there he's still the best option you'll have but definitely nervous just hope that he gets force fed and hope he finds the end zone i'll talk more about Ertz later all right on to another tight end here tyler higby three catches for 21 yards and aside from that three touchdown game he only has 10 targets in the other three games so he's oh not being God. a major focal point of this offense is this calm or chaos I didn't know he had 10 targets in the other three games. That's a yes. little scary. So it's like three targets a game, roughly 3.3. I think he had four or two in like three or something like that. I don't know exactly, but we may I don't want to say too much. I'm staying calm with the hope that the Rams are in some more competitive games and they need to throw more. Um, they played the Giants this past week and it was just a very weird game. You expected the Rams to go off and they did like nothing. So I think Higby will be better moving forward but as for now it seems like he's like a touchdown dependent tight end that you're starting yeah and that's sad that for a guy that someone who was on this podcast before said he could finish number one <laughs> yes i remember hey, <laughs> rest in peace tape that, that's, that's probably why he's gone <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have well, wrote on the board behind you uh, <laughs> well i mean like q's too strong for me to write that all right, you're right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Tyler Higby, I think you're still sticking with him, but you're not feeling confident. On to the next one here, Mike Gesicki, one catch for 15 yards and only two catches for 30 yards in the last two weeks and happened to find a touchdown in one of those games on that catch on six total targets. Is this column or chaos? Oh, it's chaos. Q, yeah, what's going chaos. on with your boy, Q? I don't it's chaos. Think, has he had more than like – Four catches in a game this year so far. The last two games he struggled. Week like, two, he went off, I believe. Yeah, he did. He had 27 fantasy points. Last How many then, catches. Uh, I, I think know. a lot. 
They get like they, seven catches. I think he had eight for like one twenty-seven. Or I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking. He had an insane stat line that game. But like he has the talent, so I'm going to ride it out. Hopefully, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball to him. Uh, they don't have he, all the any other receiving options. Preston Williams is like not doing much. Devonte Adams from Mike Kosecki. They got Devonte Parker. Sorry, Devonte Parker. <laughs> Uh, anyways, he had eight catches. He had he had eight catches for 130 yards and one touchdown in week two, which was Ew. insane. Ew. Uh, other than that, he's been struggling mightily. I think he's worth holding on to, but it's definitely chaos for being a consistent starter. You want to yeah. see him? I have definitely some would not feel comfortable starting him. Yeah. Well, my only other option is Gronk, and I I still <laughs> definitely start Kaseki. No, Q. I got. We can talk about tight ends later. I don't need a tight end. All right, let's get into today's sponsor before we get into our new segment here. Today's sponsor is the Thrive Fantasy app for iOS and Android. We keep telling you guys that this is a must-download app. Uh, It's a daily fantasy sports app for player props, and if you download that app today, the Thrive Fantasy app, use our promo code SUPERFB, that is S-U-P-E-R-F-B, and deposit $20 or more. You will get an instant $50 bonus. That's free money to play with. That's free money to try and win some money back to you. They have thousands of dollars in prizes every single weekend, and they do multiple sports. So definitely check out that app and check out the Thrive Fantasy app today. Solid. All right. New segment. Another drum roll, please. We decided we were not going to talk about waiver wires at this point for the Wednesday podcasts anymore because most people's waivers go through anyways. So we did come out with a waiver wire article. If you're still looking for someone to add, we definitely are still going to cover that on other platforms, but for the the podcast, we have trust or bust. So on this segment, we're going to be talking about players that have had either some bounce back performances or some shocking performances, where is this someone you're going to trust in your lineup at this point, or is this a bust? It's kind of a one week kind of thing. You're not looking to start them moving forward. So let's just get right into it. You guys will see how it works. Starting at the quarterback position, Carson Wentz. Bust. (laughs) I I didn't want to be the first one to say it. Back to back 20 plus point games, a rushing touchdown in three straight weeks, and he's getting way more involved with his legs. And he's getting his weapons back soon. And you all say it's yeah. bust. And I I'm with you. It's a bust. bust uh, I still can't trust him. We have a bottom five offensive line in the league. Carson Wentz is constantly running for his life. Our receivers cannot get open downfield. Uh, it's just an all-around, I hate to say, but it's a shit show on the Eagles' offensive side of the ball. Bring back Alshon, and I think, I, I, that's all we need. That's all they need. I, yo, bring back Alshon. I think. We'll I think you're a little. I, yo, I think you're a little I'm high on Alshon Jeffrey. I, you're I a think little you're delusional. just a little high in general. If he looked pretty that, washed last year. So he said he's never felt better as good as he has this year. So he's not on the field. He's lying. Cat, he's capping. Cat, cat, cat. All right. Anyways, the Eagles have to play at Pittsburgh and Baltimore, so you're probably not starting once either of the next two weeks. But if you're able to hold on to him. If he starts putting up some numbers against the Giants, the Cowboys, the Giants again, Cleveland, Seattle, he's got a very favorable schedule for the second half of the season. So I think he's worth holding on to if you have room on your roster, but I'm not afraid to drop him. I'm not feeling confident starting him. Let's move on to another quarterback, Gardner Minshew. He has three of four games this year with 24 plus fantasy points, at least in our league with six point passing touchdowns, the only way to play. 
and he has eight touchdowns in those three games. As long as DJ Chark has played, he has produced. <clears throat> is this trust or bust on Gardner Minshew? I mean, you just oh, this made, is trust. You made the case yourself. Got to trust. trust him. Next four games That's against quarterback-friendly opponents, two multi-touchdown games, and another one with two. But uh, yeah, as long as his, his weapons are healthy around them, we've seen. Because the one game against the Dolphins when he had no touchdowns, Chark was out. I don't know if that's the big, the whole reason why, but um, with yeah, Chark definitely in, helps. yeah, definitely helps. And he can also run the ball if he gets in trouble. And I feel we like that's a big. That. Well, I mean, like it's a big slept-on part of his game. If he gets in trouble, he can find yards with his legs. I'm reluctantly saying trust because I started him in the game he played poorly, and I'm still mad about it. But. I think you have to trust him. He's worth he's worth he is, the start. He is a top ten top ten pass ranking offense. So I mean they're throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, and they're gonna be down a lot, so they're gonna have to throw a lot to keep up in games. All right, on to the next one here. Justin Herbert, rookie quarterback for the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor is still out. Just monitor him. I don't know if they're gonna end up bringing him back to start. No, he's not. But Herbert has looked really good. Three touchdowns last week against the Bucks. He's averaging 23 fantasy points per game as the starter. Trust or bust? This is trust. trust. Very nice. He was trust 10 yards, nice. 10 yards last, last week. He was 10 yards away from having 300 passing yards for three straight weeks. The only other guy to do that, Lamar. Uh, he has great weapons. Eckler is going to hurt a little bit, but he has two running backs in the backfield that could definitely make up for most of it. Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert is making guys I've never heard of look like good wide receivers. Guyton, uh, I don't even, I can't even name all of them because yeah, right. they are just showing up on the screen, and I'm like, who is that? Why is he catching touchdown and, passes? And he still also has like a top ten receiver in the league in Keenan Allen, who is a top ten tight end in Hunter Henry. So they're yeah, a good offense. He has the weapons there. If if Herbert continues to produce, he's definitely a fantasy starter, and I think he's worth adding if he's still a free agent in your league. Yeah, and he has a juicy matchup this week oh, against yeah. the Saints, and, and next week against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and he has not had less than like a sixty-eight completion percentage yet this season. So, all right, let's move on to some running backs here. Let's talk about my guy Joe Mixon, baby. You could not wait to talk about. Could Joe. Not wait to talk about Joe Mixon. Exploded for 151 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, six catches for 30 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Joe Mixon was back in full form. Is this trust or bust, or is this a one-time kind of fluky game? Oh, this is this is fluky. This is fluky. Sean, I'm trusting him. Trusting that's him, what, too. That's what you expect to see out of Joe Mixon, and you finally saw it. I think he uh, just, like – accelerates off of this game i think that the Bengals realize like okay if we feed joe mixon we can win football games and i mean they got their first win last week with joe mixon eating so why i not just think their schedule is too tough coming up too mm, tough for well joe maybe for the next couple of weeks but they're the next five schedule. weeks okay well the next five weeks i think cleveland browns are also a favorable matchup tennessee you're not scared of but at Baltimore, at Indianapolis, and at Pittsburgh are definitely scary matchups. Washington also. Mm, I'm not Chase Young's Washington. out there. Well, I mean, you're not starting. You're, you're definitely starting mixing against the <laughs> Washington fo- football team. But after that, the schedule lightens up a lot, too. I don't know. I'm confident in Joe Mixon. I think he can put up numbers against any yeah, but team. But you're biased. It's not fair. <laughs> I don't have Joe Mixon I'm, I'm in any leagues. I just trust him. him. I love him. I'm confident in him as a talented running back. I you have posters yeah. of Joe Mixon. I 
I don't. I actually wish I was able to draft him, but he was drafted. So <laughs> anyways, trust Joe Mixon on to the next one here. DeAndre Swift, four catches. I mean, four carries for 22 yards and four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. He has 10 plus points in three of four fantasy games on very little touches. Is this trust or bust for DeAndre Swift? Uh, I think it's bust. AP's too, too, he's still too involved in this offense to uh, be so dependent on uh, DeAndre Swift to produce as, like what he did last week. I agree. In games where the Lions are going to be down, I think DeAndre Swift is a better start. I think obviously he's going to be on the field more. He's going to be on the field for any passing situations that they need him on there, especially for those like two minute drills where Matt Stafford's trying to drive down the field. Aside from that early season dropped pass. Um, I think DeAndre Swift has some vo- some value, but I'm not confident starting him just yet. I would say it's a bit of a bust for now. Bit of a bust for now. For now. For now. For now. For now. For now. Keep for the now. hopes up, but Adrian Peterson's taking up way too much volume. All right, on to the next one here. Ronald Jones, 20 carries for 111 yards and six catches for 17 yards. He did drop a few passes in this game, but is this trust or bust for Ronald Jones? As long as Fournette's out, this is trust. You got to trust good, those numbers. That's a good sign for him. If Fournette's mean, back, I might still he, be trusting him anyways. If, well, yeah. If he catches them passes, he's looking like a complete all-around back, and you're comfortable starting him every week. Bruce Arians said that Fournette may play this week, but once again, like, how much can you trust Bruce Arians? He's been capping all year. Right. Um, but he Fournette's let, uh, ankle injury is something he's dealt with in the past, so I, I don't think they rush him back as long as Ronald Jones is playing this well. Um, and he has no one behind him as long as Shady's out. Keyshawn Vaughn, I guess, but they're not going to be dependent on him. Uh, yeah, definitely someone looking. I look to look forward to seeing do well, uh, trusting Ronald Jones. Yep. Trust. trust. Yep, I'm trusting Ronald Big Jones. Trust. And Leonard Fournette is doubtful for tomorrow's game, so it's looking like it's going to be the Rojo show. Rojo. All right, Antonio Gibson, 13 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown, plus four catches for 82 yards. He had 22 points this past week. He has 12-plus points in three straight games. Is Antonio Gibson pretty much locked in as an RB2 at this point? Trust or bust? RB2 is pushing a little Mm. little bit, but I'm definitely trusting him. I mean, he had his best game of the season last week against Against the Ravens. Right, right. Against maybe his toughest matchup so far in – the Ravens defense and he showed out with it. I don't really see that offense doing any much more with anyone else except for him. And like I said earlier, Terry McLaurin, maybe Logan Thomas, if you're lucky, but I think that offense is definitely going to revolve around Gibson and McLaurin for the rest of the season. Yep. I'm with you. I'm definitely trusting Antonio Gibson moving forward. I think he's got a lot of upside still on a poor team. I think he might actually get more dump offs now that Kyle Allen's at the helm also. So Antonio Gibson is definitely a solid running back at this point. Uh, Mark Ingram, eight carries for 34 yards, one touchdown, one catch for three yards. Can you trust him again after getting into the end zone or no. big bust? That's the only yeah, way big, you can big trust him bust. is if he gets into the end zone and yep. that's not in a uh, uh, week by week like regular thing for him at least not yet yeah i mean bust touchdown dependent running back that you're starting if you're desperate they're using every running back and including the quarterback who's a running back so you can't trust them nope not enough volume to go around in that offense 
Let's move on to some wide receivers and let's start with someone who's been on pretty much every podcast as well, who finally exploded Odell Beckham Jr. Five catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns, plus two carries for 73 yards and one touchdown, including that one crazy 50 yard run all the way to the end zone late in that game. Yeah. Trust or bust? OBJ. Trust. I remember last week I said it was you guys made it sound crazy trading him for a wide receiver too. I, maybe, um, <laughs> but if you sold high on him now, I think actually I would hold on to him because I think this is something something that's going to uh, progress as we go on. I think we've seen the the beginning of something for OBJ. Yeah, I'm still still not there yet. I'm not fully uh, trusting OBJ. Like, look, if you have him, you're starting him. Don't get me wrong. You're starting him in your lineup. But I'm still trying to sell high on him after a 40-point game. I don't know if that's going to be how it's going to be every single week. They're still a run-first football team. Baker has not thrown for more than 200 passing yards in, in only in one game this season. He's averaging 180 yards per game. There's not much volume to go around. OBJ is going to be involved, but I don't know if he's going to be consistently involved week in and week out he played the worst defense in the league last week so he just needs jar to throw him the ball you don't expect anybody to score 40 points a week first and foremost and get him Matt. get him Matt. and also that's why i'm not saying expect that just recently got hurt so i think they kind of rely less on the run game moving forward for at least the next couple weeks and i could see all right sorry sean kareem is a good running back but he is a lot more of a passing down back than well, he is. Dearness Johnson's able to carry 13 carries for 95 yards. Yeah, he can do that, but are you going to trust him? No, carrying the ball not. that much, right? So I think that this is Odell's time to shine. I think him and I hate to say it, but Jarv could uh, produce off of the loss of Nick Chubb. I look, can't I, wait to hear what Sean has to say about look, look, I'm not saying Odell is a bust by any means. You're, you're trusting him. You're starting him. But I'm just saying I'm still a bit nervous on him moving forward as a consistent option. Baker just doesn't throw the ball enough. And it's the same kind of thing for our next guy here, Jarvis Landry. Five catches for 48 yards, one pass for 37 yards, and a touchdown. That's got 16 fantasy fluky. fluky. Look, definitely a fluky weird play, but Jarvis Landry does have a cannon. He's thrown the ball before. But anyways, Hopefully I still like jersey. Jarvis Landry. That obviously, gives you some luck. Obviously, still like Jarvis Landry. Still keeping him on my team, and I'm still having some faith in him. But for the same reasons I just said for Odell Beckham Jr you can't put all of that trust into him. So I'm nervous on this Browns passing offense as a whole. Mm-hmm. Definitely trust OBJ a lot more than I trust Jarv. And I didn't come into the season thinking that, but now I think the same way. Yeah, yeah I think OBJ has sure more upside, the, Yeah, but I think Jarv still has some like consistent value as a flex option. As like four bust? catches, 38 yards a game. So bust, bust. I'm, I'm on the bust. fence. Bust. I'm on the fence. I'll mark him down as bust. All right, whatever. What are you marking down anyways? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> All right, we got a few more wide receivers to get through here. Let's move on to Will Fuller. Six catches for 108 yards and one touchdown on seven targets. Are you trusting him after that zero-point performance in week two? It's Trust. just simple. If it's if he's healthy, you're trusting him. You're yeah. trusting him. Any drop. It, well, yeah, I guess it's a drop, but it was a hard hard catch. He could have had another touchdown, though, at the end of the game. At the buzzer, he dropped it. Yeah, at the buzzer. Yeah. 
I'm definitely trusting Will Fuller. He looks solid. And as long as he's healthy, like T-God said, you're rolling him out there. Yeah. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, four catches for 86 yards on eight targets this past week. Trust or bust? He's been a bit inconsistent thus far. Yeah, I think it's a little busty. I tried to say last week, like, he isn't what everyone thought he was going to be. I hate to say this it. This run-first offense is just hurting him. He hasn't had any more than five catches in a game. I think he's broke 100 yards once, and I'm not sure if he's found the end zone yet. Yeah, you're looking for that touchdown. Yeah, yeah you're waiting for that touchdown. You're waiting for that long bomb for a touchdown. It could happen this week against Cincinnati. Um, but I think he's a little bit more boomer bust than you hoped for when you were drafting him as your wide receiver two flex area. Um, Marquise Brown, I'm still trusting him as an option, but I'm not as confident as I was. For sure. And that offense is run first still. So that doesn't help his case. Yeah. Yeah. With you there. All right. DJ Chark, eight catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns coming off an injury he only had 11 and 12 in the first two weeks so people were a bit nervous but does this fully gain your trust back in dj chart trust i honestly didn't know that he was playing in this game i remember hearing something earlier in the week where doug marone said he was like not healthy unless i heard incorrect but yeah start trusting him uh he leads league leads the team in targets um lavisca chanel i don't think we'll put much of a, a threat onto his performance but definitely a nice counter piece um yeah, trusting DJ Chark as long as he stays healthy. That news you heard about DJ Chark being out was Matt trolling us in the group chat. No, <laughs> saying I, that Doug Marone was out, and I, I was like, it. "What do you mean he's out? Like <laughs> no. I was about to start." Like <laughs> Doug Marone said on like his uh, podcast. Oh well, that's weird, but yeah, DJ Chark definitely locked in. I'm trusting him moving forward. Yep. Yeah, I yep. don't blame you, Sean. I need him anyways on my DJ Moore and Jarvis Landry team. <laughs> All right. On to the next wide receiver, someone that no one expected to be as good as he is up to this point. Robbie Anderson had eight catches for 99 yards on 11 targets. He has 99 plus receiving yards in three of four games. Is Robbie Anderson locked in as a must start wide receiver, even if you oh, drafted yes. him as your yes. wide receiver five or six? Yes. Nope. Sorry, Lock him in as a owners. wide receiver two. He is beasting. I don't know what happened. I guess like. He just temple connection, (laughs) temple connection, man. Head coach was his former head coach in college. He's definitely getting everything that he used to get out of him at temple. So I think Robbie Anderson. I did not know he was this good until I looked him up for this podcast. Like he's putting up numbers. Other than that, he's pretty clueless. Like he didn't know uh, Sweet Sir. Caroline. He didn't know Sir, the, the no, he, he just wasn't used to like celebrating wins. <laughs> he's used to being on the Jets of yeah, that awful like, franchise. So like, locker room's happy. Now you see him on a decent team with a decent quarterback. You can see what he can do. So you might end up being the wide receiver one on this team. We'll like see how this game really against Atlanta goes. He's wide receiver number nine in the league. Exactly. And he was seven <laughs> before this week. So crazy. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's that's, locked in. That's where you wish uh, DJ Moore was right now. Yeah, he's putting up the numbers you expected from DJ Moore. We'll see if that continues to be the way it goes moving forward. But as of right now, that's what it's looking like. All right, a couple more wide receivers. Like I said, C.D. Lamb, five catches for 79 yards and two touchdowns. He's had 10 PPR points in every single game. Trust or bust? Trust. He's also had a starter for you? See, that's where it's hard. For me, for my team. But, But no, I would feel... Very comfortable starting him. 
He's also never had less than five catches in a game so far. Yeah, I was gonna in the that. NFL in his career in his NFL career, he's never had less than five catches in a game. Yeah, I mean it's his rookie year, so I'm just hard. saying. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It just it sounded good. No, I'm with you. It, it definitely does sound good. I'm definitely with you. I'm all in on CD Lamb at this point as the number two option. We already talked about Michael Gallup. Being Sorry, Matt. Bust. So it seems That's like CD Lamb is that number two guy. He's proven himself, and that was the only fear when you were drafting Michael Gallup. So when Amari Cooper mentioned fear every real. three receivers I'll live, I'll live having it. when Amari Cooper mentioned three receivers having a thousand yards each, I think he forgot Schultz instead of <laughs> Gallup. Gallup seems to be the missing piece, and we'll talk about Schultz in a second here. Uh, Justin, that Schultz, we're gonna talk about you. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, four catches for 103 yards on five targets. Two games for the last two weeks that have been pretty solid. Is this trust or bust on Justin Jefferson? I'm trusting him. Sure. I'm trusting him. Finally, the wide receiver two on the Vikings, and he's shown out both games having a, a, at least 100 yards in receiving. Um, he's got a juicy matchup this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely confident with Justin Jefferson moving forward. He seems to be in that Stefan Diggs role that is was gone. So he's worth an ad, and he's definitely looking like a possible start moving forward. Trust you. Yep. Big time. I, w- I wouldn't uh, shy away from starting him in my flex, depending on your options, especially this week. I think this week he has the potential to go off like he did two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, wide receiver, last one here, Jerry Judy, two catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Matt's breakout last week. Shout out lucky. to Matt. I got lucky with yeah, that. He got lucky. Lucky with that touchdown. He was actually I'll, I'll on my it. pass I'll list. It, I was I nervous mean, about him. He scored it. We take those. We yeah. take QB those. Play, yeah, the we QB take play those is risky. All day. But he has had at least 50 yards receiving in all games that he's played. So that's definitely a plus. And Sutton being out plus. Um yeah. yeah, but as, once Drew Lock comes back, I think he'll be he could be like a lock in at flex at least. Yeah, yeah. the quarterback play is the only thing that really scares me about uh, Jerry Judy. Yep, I'm trusting him moving Judy. forward. Yeah, I'm trusting him. All right, two tight ends talk about here. First, Evan Ingram, six catches for 35 yards for nine points on 10 targets. This Giants offense has been out of sorts to say the least. Are you trusting Evan Ingram or is he a bust? He's yet to find the end zone and he's had only a hundred yards like throughout through the four games and a team that doesn't have Saquon doesn't have Shepard. You'd expect him to see a lot more, but he's done nothing. Once you, once an offense starts losing all those weapons, it's not hard for them to stop the offense because they only have a couple key pieces to really focus on. And I think unfortunately that happened to Evan Ingram. So he's just going to be locked down every game. Yeah, I mean, Danny Dimes has been running for his life with that poor offensive line. But I do still have some faith in Evan Ingram just based on the volume that he's getting. Like, yeah, he I'm does leave the team in targets. So yeah, he's, definitely a, he's definitely there. a bust at this point, but he's got 30 <laughs> targets through four games. That's so I, I expect him to eventually figure it out. And hopefully this week at Dallas is the, <clears throat> the breakout game you've been waiting for for Evan Ingram. I hope so. Or another bust. hope so. If he busts this week, then I'm getting real nervous. <laughs> All right, uh, last tight end, Dalton Schultz, six-plus targets in three games, touchdowns in the last two of the three games. Trust or bust? I've been saying. Um, you're trusting. I've been telling you about Schultz. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, like, on T-God's watch list or whatever. For I the think, like, back-to-back weeks. weeks. 
Yeah, yeah. for the past two yeah. weeks, he, T guys has been talking about him. So he did warn us. And yeah. if you didn't listen to the man, that's your own right. fault. And like coming into the year, we were talking Blake Jarwin would have a big impact because this high powered offense and he went down. So now Dalton Schultz is picking up right where he left off. Uh, and I mean, he's bound to get points in receptions. He's he's in this offense that's throwing the ball this much. Right. Yeah. But I, I also do think there are weeks where he will kind of fall into the Michael Gallup role and will yeah. have the four or five points and everyone else will explode. But you got to – I think the only solid option in that offense and you're comfortable starting every week is Zeke and Coop. And C.D. Lamb is probably that next best I think option. C.D., yeah. Next best, but I feel like also with Dalton Schultz, him, and Gallup, that will fluctuate throughout weeks to come. It'll definitely fluctuate a little bit. Like, also, they've had some insane offensive games over the past few weeks, to say the least. I mean, they've had they're throwing for like 500 yards a game. Their schedule has been pretty easy. I mean, the Rams the first week wasn't the easiest matchup, but Atlanta, Seattle, and Cleveland in the last three games, and they get the Giants next week. You're not really scared of their schedule, but – you wouldn't say easy because they're still one three, but it's, something's going on. Yeah, that, that no, they had they only had fourteen defense. points in the fourth quarter or whatever yeah. it was, and then they ended up going crazy. So like they just put up points and they put them up fast. Cowboys' offense is putting up numbers. Their defense stinks, so they're gonna have to throw to keep up in pretty much every game. Go Dak. They need to lose. Oh, go Birds. Go Dak. Anyways, let's move on to our last segment here: trade targets, buy low, sell high. I'll start us off on the buy low here. A.J. Brown versus Buffalo this week. I like A.J. Brown in general moving forward. A.J. Brown is definitely a buy low option. People are pretty much have him on their bench and they're, he's just kind of sitting there and they're like, look, I want someone that's going to play. If someone that's still nervous about all the situations with the Titans and everything going on, A.J. Brown is a target to try and just grab off somebody's bench. I mean, he was legit last year he put up some decent numbers i still think he can be a wide receiver too on any team so if you're able to sell high on somebody that's put up some decent numbers for someone that really is hurting and they need somebody to start they've been hit with injuries whatever aj brown is someone i'm targeting to buy low on you're not getting them at least not in our league league. we're too smart we're too smart yeah definitely hope that he plays as well we need more dummies (laughs) just kidding i hate dummies (laughs) <laughs> oh all right q who was your buy low this week all right so a guy that we talked about earlier uh who's in i wouldn't say a struggling offense but an offense that defenses know that he's going to get the ball josh jacobs uh he's still ranked running back nine i think that's mainly based off of his week one performance when he had like three touchdowns uh after that he's mm-hmm. dropped off dramatically which is kind of i mean you, you don't expect 33 every week but he went from 12 and then two straight weeks of nine um Derek Carr with no wide receivers uh is definitely hurting him um and he has his next next three matchups are sort of tough he has KC Tampa Bay and then Cleveland who have good defensive lines um who definitely will be ready for him so if you can get Josh Jacobs for a nice price uh he could bounce back eventually he still has the skill we've seen it last year um yeah Josh Jacobs I mean your last take was Kenyon Drake you still buying low on him too I'm not even touching him. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm buying low for... on him. I'm, I'm buying, buying low on Josh Jacobs. Let's but... get right into the uh, yeah. yeah got... My buy low is Kenyon right. Drake. Yeah, I'll take right him. Like it. okay, so he's only averaging like a little less than nine points a game, which is terrible for where you drafted him. But yeah. hold, hold, hold. He's still averaging about 
17 touches a game. I mean, if he got, like, two touchdowns, so like, two more touchdowns, I think he has one so far this year. But, I mean, I don't know if we'd even be having this conversation. Like, I, if he just just find the end well, zone a couple if, times. If like, he doesn't do anything against this Jets defense, I don't want to hear about him next Oh, uh, yeah, no, that that's fine. That's fine. I, I agree with that. If, if he can't score on the Jets, then, yes, he, he should just not be in the league anymore. <laughs> he should just retire. Yeah. Make the Cardinals waste all that money. But no, like, whoever has them is probably frustrated with them. Just wants something. Just wants something for them. Yeah, so see what you can get. Yeah, see what you can get. If if you can get them for super low, I think he's worth trying to just throw on your bench. Yeah. All right, Matt. Who's your buy low? My buy low. I told you we were talking about him. I told you we would talk about him a little later at Zach Ertz. Uh... He is in a very struggling offense, and he only has one touchdown on the season. I see that changing very soon. Uh, he is like our main receiving threat, especially now with Goddard out. Alshon still hurt. Uh, our leading receiver being Greg Ward. I see him getting a lot of looks, especially in the red zone, if the Eagles can make it into the red zone. Uh, he had his toughest matchup so far last week where he only had four catches for nine yards, which is God awful, <laughs> but I see him, uh, definitely picking up maybe not this week cause they're versing the, uh, Steelers defense and their defense is looking pretty elite as well, but definitely buy low on him. I see better weeks to come for him. The second half of the season, I see very favorable matchups for Zach Ertz. Yeah. See, and this is what I was saying earlier, like, Week one, they had Dallas Goddard. That's when he scored the touchdown. I think when Alshon comes – when anyone comes back that's not – that is, like, respectable for the defense to cover, uh, he could see more touch uh, red zone touches or just catches that could lead to touchdowns. He needs to learn how to break a tackle. That has That's not happening. That's never going to happen. We've been saying that for years. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening, man. All right, let's he move on to our sell-high players. I am selling high on Robert Tanyan. He had three touchdowns last week. He had five touchdowns in three games. If you're able to flip this guy for a top five tight end, I would even consider trading Robert Tanya for Zach Ertz. If, if someone who has Zach Ertz is panicking, I'd rather have Zach Ertz than Robert Tanya. Touchdowns are not always consistent. Devontae Adams is going to be coming back as well. I do like Robert Tanya possibly as the second passing option moving forward for the Packers. Baby kill. Uh, but they still do want to run the ball with Aaron Jones too. So I like Tanya. I like his upside a lot. But if you his value is not going to be any higher than it is after a hat trick of touchdowns. So if you're able to flip him for a top tight end that has been struggling a little bit, I know Mark Andrews bounced back, but he had two bad weeks. If you can swing one of those top five ish tight ends for Robert Tanyan, absolutely pull the trigger. Or if you can get like a wide receiver help or running back help, if you pick them up as like your second tight end option, I'd consider it for to say the least. Yes. Q. Yes. Sell high option. The odds are going to uh, tag team this one. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. You can say it. I want Sean to say it. I, I don't think he's a sell high option. I think you should keep him. I Joe think Mix, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Get him off. Get him off your team. Please. I he mean, had the I'm, best game of his career. Now he's done. It's all downhill. I'm sure there are a lot of people are looking at Joe Mixon like the new shiny toy. Like, oh, my God. Recency bias. Look, <laughs> look, what, he, look what he just did. Um, look what Jesus did. Look what he did. <laughs> look what he did the first three weeks. He, he just 
wasn't like his offense line isn't great. The matchups coming up are like a good enough case for you to get rid of him while you can. Um, I don't see him putting up numbers like that or anywhere close to that uh, moving forward. Um, they were all playing against a bad team. I don't know if they were ever down in the game. So that could have been a reason why that Mixon was getting as many touches as he was or yeah. So if you just want to add anything to you guys, so we can just put this man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So his, the next six weeks, he faces the Ravens, who allow 97 rush yards per game. The Colts, 77 rush yards a game. The Browns, 91 rush yards a game. And the Steelers, twice, who allow 54 rush yards per game. And you know T.J. Watt's going to run through that line as if the line's not even there. Well, at this point in NFL, not, there's not that many running backs getting over 100 rush yards per game. I think Joe Mixon showed that he was valuable in the passing game, six catches for 30 yards. And if that can continue, that's what Joe Mixon makes his money. If Joe Mixon catches 50 passes this year, he still has RB1 upside. I think he'll be used a lot more in the passing game after that performance. Just, I mean, it was Geo. I don't, I mean, I'm sure he'll still be used, but uh, they're probably th- trusting him a lot more after that, that game last week. I just, I, I, I'm sitting tight on Joe Mixon, but if you can sell high and you can get some value back for him for someone that has an easier schedule or has been more consistent, I'm not afraid to sell high on Joe Mixon. Josh Jacobs or Joe Mixon? That's a tough one. I don't know. I, th- I think I would hold on to Joe Mixon. He's in a much better offense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I like Josh Jacobs a lot too. I, like I think Josh they're close. Jacobs. I think they're close. Uh, <laughs> that is very close. Yeah, I'd probably say Josh Jacobs. I'd take him for Joe Mixon if you could do it. Yeah, that's probably what I would go with. But it'd be very close. I'd, I don't know if I would do it. I'd be scared to pull the trigger. All right, Matt. Finish this off here with their trade targets. Sell high for you. Finish him. As in Todd Gurley. Yeah. Get rid of him while you Finish him. He uh, had two touchdowns this uh, past Monday night. I think without those two touchdowns, he would have scored less than 15 fantasy points. So it that, didn't look good playing. I, I mean, he did score the touchdowns, but his, it didn't look like normal Todd Gurley. Yeah, the explosiveness is not there for him. I mean, the Falcons are going to be a hot, be behind, I think, every game this year possibly. So they're going to avoid the run as much as they can. Uh, it's not usual for Ridley to have a donut. Julio's going to come back. They still have Brian Hill there taking away touches. And, and Dorito. And Dorito Smith. So <laughs> I think whatever you – if you're not getting what you want out of Todd Gurley, I would hold on to him. But if you can get someone like a uh, – I would trade Joe him. Joe Mixon? I would trade him for Joe Mixon in a heartbeat. I might even yeah. trade him for Kenyon Drake. That's Ooh, tough. that's, that's interesting. That's might. an interesting one. I might. That's scary. Yeah, that's that risky, is, but it's not. Very bugs. But yeah. Scared money don't make no money. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our, some Q and A here before we wrap it up. Uh, one question we had was from a member in our league. Richie asked if Jamison Crowder is Jamison Crowder worth starting with Flacco under center this week. Yes, but you're not feeling good. Uh, I, think he's... <laughs> I think he's a flex option i'm not confident starting him i think he might still end up just getting that volume like flacco is the king of dump offs um especially if Le'Veon's back he might just dump it off to him a ton also 
but yeah, I don't know about that one. That's tough. All I'm going to say about the Jets is uh, last week I was feeling sexy, started Braxton Berrios, <laughs> and I'm – oh, my God. I mean, I would lost he the matchup. Even want to say. It doesn't even matter because I lost the matchup anyway, but like seeing him like twice on the field, thinking that he was on the field more, but it was Chris Hogan. Um, I never want to see that man's face or hear the name Braxton <laughs> ever again. <laughs> what about Braxton Miller? Uh, for reference, I ranked Jameson Crowder 38th this week. So not confident in him. He's a flex option if you're desperate. All right, Matt, hit us with your question about your uh, situation that you're sitting in right now. All right. So I just traded for Robert Tanyan. So I just got to get through this week. And right now I currently have Austin Hooper and Jared Cook rostered. But I was willing to drop one of them if either of them were droppable to pick up Greg Olson and start him. Hooper. So – out of those three, who would you feel most comfortable starting this week? I would feel most comfortable with Greg Olson. I ranked him higher than the other two. Um, he's been pretty solid. He's getting volume on that team. Uh, he's projected the most, I think, as well. So I'm, I'd feel pretty confident in him. Austin Hooper scares me against the Colts, who have been so le- legit. I don't want to I, start Hooper. <laughs> I like Jared Cook if he plays, but I think I have him and Greg Olson like right next to each other. If I so. didn't already have two Seahawks, I probably would have scooped. Greg Olson, but I'm not trying to have half the team on my team. Yeah. There's no way I start Hooper. I'm yeah, I can't believe it. you started him last week and he put up numbers for you. 14, baby. Fluky. Fluky. Yeah. I'm yeah, a guru. Fluky. I know what I'm doing. He was drop versus Austin the Cowboys. Hooper. All right, I'm dropping him right now for uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, drop him. Drop him. All right, go ahead and do it. All right. I will do it live. Uh, we do have some questions in the chat. Um, well, hold on. Gator has a great question. He said James White question James White? mark. Yeah, James White. <laughs> Solid question. Q, you want to take that question? Uh, Q, that's all you. He's a running back? James the White. Patriots? Is he an actor? Oh, he's on the Patriots. Um, just James just, White. Yes or no? Just start him. Um, no, James okay. Black. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gator had another one. He actually had a decent question. <laughs> yeah, he did. Start. I'm looking for it. Darius Slayton versus Dallas or... Hunter Renfro versus the Chiefs. Slayton. I would definitely Slayton. go Slayton. But Slayton's I, struggled a lot the past three weeks. But yeah, about that, if man. there's a game to blow up on, it's against this Cowboys defense. I mean, OBJ just put up 40 on him. So Slayton catches a bomb. I will not be shocked by any means. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Golden Tate throws it to him, though. <laughs> right. All right. Let's hope. get into the joke of the week here. Let's wrap it up. Q, I know Matt has some competition for you in this episode. He promised it last week, so I'm ready to hear Matt's joke also. But Q, I want to hear yours first. Hit us with the consistency that we've expected. All right, so a bear walks into a bar. The bartender asks him, what can I get for you? He's like, can I get a rum uh, and a Coke? And he's like, why the long pause? The bear shrugs his shoulders and says... I don't know. I was born with them. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> boo. 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 By the long pause. I, oh, my God. I hope I don't get tomatoes thrown to me like you did just now. <laughs> Q, I like that one. I'm with you. <laughs> Is that why the long pause? All right, Matt. Let's see if you can beat it. All right. What did the uh, two nuts say to each other while playing tag? <laughs> what 
The one uh, said, I will catch you. The other said, no, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> I think Q's is better. I like the what? long balls. Wow. Let's go. See, I, think, I think, okay, so so I know what Matt's talking about. And if you see the picture, I think I think that would win. But no picture was shown. I'm going Q. That, oh, my God. All right, I'll bring Keep it. Keep it tallied. I'll keep a visual. All right. Time. All right. That's a wrap. We will definitely be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Thursday night football. We'll be previewing all of the week five matchups. We got a good game tomorrow. So tune in. We got a good Thursday night football game. We got a good week five of a bunch of different matchups here. So definitely tune into that. Make sure you're following us on all social medias. Make sure you're checking out the website. We'll be posting multiple articles there every single week. Pretty much it here. The link's below. Make sure you're following. And if you're not following the Twitch already, make sure you follow and subscribe now. Yeah. Follow Um, everywhere. 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 Make sure you're staying up to date. If you have any questions, always feel free to ask us also. And tell all your friends about us because I'm sure they suck at fantasy. Probably. Yeah, we can help out. Most likely. All right. That's a wrap, guys. All right. Huzzah.